Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. So we're going to start in Proverbs instead of Psalms this morning. Says this, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. I remember one time my wife and I were vacationing in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And we were, we'd never been there before and we're walking down the, the street and we're holding hands, and I'm looking to the left side, and she's looking at all the stuff on the right side. Well, none of us, neither one of us were paying attention. And all of a sudden, she ran smack right into a steel pole. Yeah, it was bad. And she hit the ground. She fell. Well, the problem was, I saw that and laughed so hard. <laughs> And I know I shouldn't have, but I'm like, how did this just happen? And like this couple came running over and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> and the dude like cussed me out, like right there. Who do you, what dude, she's hurt. And she had this big mark on her forehead. Uh, needless to say, she was cussing me out too, man. She was, no, she was so upset. And I'm like, I, I kept on apologizing because she hit hard. See, but it was, it, was, it was equally my fault, really. You know, I should have been paying attention where we were going, but we were enamored with the surroundings. Um, you and I will face circumstances in life that will cause us to trip, hit something, knock us down, or just fall, or even sin. It, it's a part of it. But look what Micah chapter 7, verse number 8 says. This is a minor prophet, and he says, Rejoice not over me, O my enemy. When I fall, the question is not an if, but a when I fall, he says this. So the enemy had knocked him down. He's on the ground. The enemy's looking over at him, and he's talking to the enemy. I heard a a statement one day said, If you're going to get knocked down or fall down, fall down on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. So Micah says, hey, when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. The date was February 11th, 1990. It was hailed as one of the greatest boxing matches of all time. The theme was Tyson's Comeback. He was about to face an unknown boxer who happened to be 42-1 from Columbus, Ohio, James Buster Douglas. The fight was going to be, it was in the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan. It was a pretty interesting card. All the odds were against Buster Douglas. All of them were against him. Man, Tyson was going to whip this guy. It's his comeback. He's undefeated already. And he's going to be undefeated again. So he faces Douglas. And in this fight, it went on to the eighth round. In the last 10 seconds of the eighth round, and they were going back and forth. In the last 10 seconds of the eighth round, Tyson hits Douglas so hard that even though Douglas was a little bit bigger than Tyson, Douglas hit the ground. Now, here's what you got to understand. In Tyson's boxing history, any fighter that he hit, 
that got knocked down never got back up. And he won by a knockout. So the last 10 seconds of the eighth round, he hit Douglas Tyson. Tyson is backing up a little bit. Douglas is on the ground. And the referee begins the count. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. I mean, he's going. And, and Douglas's um, trainer, John Johnson, is yelling, come on, Buster, get up. You can do this. And he says something. He says, think of your mother. His mother just passed away a few weeks prior to that fight. And he promised his mother that he would beat Mike Tyson before she died. And he says, remember your boys. Come on, remember your family. And Tyson is struggling. You know, he's already celebrating. Tyson thinks he's got the win. And all of a sudden, the referee gets to the count of nine. And Douglas gets up. He gets up. One second to go. They, and then all of a sudden the bell rings. He gets a rest. And then all of a sudden the ninth round happens. And then it gets to the tenth round. And in the tenth round, Douglas and Tyson are going at it. I mean, jabs, strong, hitting, right, left, uppercut. And all of a sudden, Douglas is back against, or uh, Tyson's back against the ropes. Okay, and he comes and he gives an uppercut right to Douglas and all of a sudden Douglas moves and gives an uppercut and all of a sudden Tyson is barely standing and four shots to the face. Boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden Tyson hits the ground. Douglas hit Tyson so hard that his mouthpiece flew out. And you could see the Sports Illustrated cover of the magazine. The picture, if you remember, Tyson is trying to grab his mouthpiece because of falling. And the referee counts. And Tyson loses. And Douglas upsets the boxing world and becomes the new heavyweight champion of the world. With one second to go, what if he would have stayed down? He had not become a millionaire His financial destiny for him and his family never would have changed. He never would have had the belt. He never would have made boxing history. With one second to go, he got up. I may be talking to some people here this morning that you've struggled. Life has knocked you down. Finances, maybe relationship, maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you've made some grave errors and decisions and choices in life. I've come to tell you, you don't just have a second. God's given you another second chance today. And I want to tell you, today is your day for your ultimate comeback. And that's what the proverb says, that we may fall seven times, but we will get up again. This is your ultimate comeback. This is a human world and falling down is definitely a part of it. I I love what Muhammad Ali used to say. You don't lose if you get knocked down. You lose if you stay down. Here's what we've got to understand. While we are feeling the sting of our setbacks, whether it's guilt, condemnation, shame, or just down on ourselves. God is preparing you and I for our comeback. Second Corinthians, Paul's talking about this in verses eight and nine. And he says, 
We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Ready? Struck down, but we're not destroyed. So there are three specific times when we get knocked down, when we experience setbacks. Number one, Satan attacks us. He tries to tempt us. He tries to put things in front of us and he attacks us. Number two, our self-imposed. We don't ever want to talk about that. We don't ever want to talk about that our setback or our failure or our falling down is our own fault. But sometimes it is our own fault. And then number three, sometimes there are uncontrollable circumstances that happen. So here's, here's the facts. Number one, getting knocked down is a fact of life. It's just a part of life. John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace, but in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. You're not going to avoid trouble in this life. You're not going to uh, avoid failure. Failure is, is, a, is a must on our way to being successful. It's just a part of the journey. It's not who you are. It doesn't define you. It's just an event that takes place. Number two, getting knocked down happens to everybody. Happens to everyone. Matthew 5.45, he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. We have five kids. Three of them are with us uh, today. But we have five. And when our kids were learning how to walk, they would fall down numerous times. All right? Numerous times they would fall down. But they never once thought to themselves when they, were th- when they fell Maybe this walking thing's not for me. Right? And neither did Trish and I look at them and say, you guys are so much, uh, such of a loser. Come on. Can't you get up? No, we would say, come on, get up. We'd go behind them and pick them up. What if we would start helping people when they fail, fall instead of criticizing them? What if we would come alongside people who made grave, bad decisions and we said, yeah, that happens. Not surprising, but I'm going to help you up. Your struggle and my struggle is just simply proof that we haven't been defeated. Okay, we're still in this fight. Number, Number three, getting knocked down won't last forever. Thank God for that. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. You and I are going to outlast whatever thing attacked us. Listen to me. We got to learn to get up and go on. Here's what it dawned on me a few weeks ago. Even the darkest hour only last 60 minutes. You may have been in a problem. You may be in a situation, a tough thing right now, and it may have been going on for a few weeks or a few months or maybe a few years. Okay? 
It has a time limit. I remember growing up, we, we went to the WWE headquarters uh, yesterday. So cool. You know what I'm saying? Didn't get to go in. But I remember those matches that I would watch as a kid and my boys watch today has a 10 minute time limit. When you're in the midst of a battle and a fight, you got to just tell the enemy, listen, this has a time limit and it's about up. I'm ready for this round to be over. I'm ready for this fight to be over and I'm ready to go to the next level. Charlie Chaplin once said, nothing is permanent in this wicked world, not even our troubles. And then number four, getting knocked down can be good for us. I know we don't look at it that way, but it can be good for us. First Peter 1 Peter 1.7, these have come so that your faith, I'm going to say my faith, of greater worth than gold, basically says, is proven genuine. It will build me up. It will strengthen me. So the battle, the fight that you have faced, it's working for you. The enemy may be doing it against you, but God's making it stronger in your life. Some of you need to, if you're in the middle of a fight right now, you need to do like what Rocky Balboa did and Rocky won to Apollo Creed. Come on, Apollo! Man, Apollo is just hitting him. And Rocky is taking it because what he realizes is that he's wearing him, him out. And then he's going to come back stronger. Sometimes you have to get knocked down lower than you've ever been to stand up taller than you've ever have been before. Faith is always tested by our difficulties and hardships. So it can be good for us. The, the fighting, okay? So here's what I want you to realize. Some of us go through the furnace of fights and trouble, and it burns us. Others, it builds us. Make a decision today that whatever I'm going through, it's not going to burn me or hurt me. It's going to build me. I'm coming out of this. Look, tap your neighbor and say, you're coming out of this. So there are three things. Three things. Did it just get dark in here? All right. No, we're good. We're good. Anyway, there you go. (laughs) I got to hurry up. Listen. So there are three keys. Everyone say three keys. That wasn't a sign. I'm like, I'm hoping not. Man, that's how you do stuff here at Broad River, huh? All right, preacher, you're done. (laughs) Lights are off. Listen, there's no disgrace. I want you to understand this. There's no disgrace in ever getting knocked down. It's if you just stay down. Make up your mind this morning. You're getting up. You're moving forward. 1 John 4, 4 says it like this. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Your fight, your trouble The attack in your life is just Satan's desperation to stop you from moving forward. And listen, but who is in you is greater than what's against you. So whatever's coming against you, who is in you is greater. And if I know and you know God is living on the inside of you. The first thing you need to keep is courage. Everyone say courage. courage. 
Psalms 31, 24 says it like this. Be strong and let your heart take courage. All of you who wait for the Lord. He says that because we are going to be faced with discouragement of times. When we go through difficult times and hard times and get knocked down and make stupid decisions, the result not just, is not just shame or guilt or feeling condemned, but it's also discouragement. And discouragement is a powerful force that many of us usually face and get overwhelmed with in this life. And the enemy knows if he can discourage you, he can beat you. But numerous times in the Bible, listen, because discouragement is like this. Why, why should I even keep on trying? There's no use anymore. You know, I haven't broke through before. And you just, you, you, you always examine what has been wrong and what has stayed wrong. Winston Churchill said it like this. Success is never final. Failure is never fatal. And it's courage that counts. Remember that. Failure is never, ever final. Courage is, courage is what is needed. I, I, I remember um, the idea that Joshua was about to take over the Israeli army. Okay, Moses had died and uh, God was coaching him. God was Joshua's life coach. And so in Joshua chapter one, verse five through nine, I'm not going to read it, but he was coaching him to make an internal transition, not a physical external transition, but a internal. Listen, changes on the outside never happens until there's a shift on the inside. All right. So he's dealing with Joshua's mindset. He's dealing with what's going on on the inside of him. And he's going to help him going from following to leading to step into this new role, a new place and a new position in this life. And he tells him three times in Joshua one, be strong and courageous, be strong and very courageous, be strong and courageous. Why did he tell them that? Because he knew Joshua was going to face fear. He knew Joshua was going to face weaknesses. He knew Joshua was going to be discouraged. So he tells him three times, you better be strong and courageous. Just be strong and courageous. Just be very strong and courageous. It's like the prophet John Wayne once said, courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. Number two is simply this. We need to have perseverance. We need to learn how to persevere and not give up so quickly. Perseverance means steadfastness in doing something despite the difficulty or the discouragement. It's a delay in achieving success. Extraordinary individuals in this life have three dominant traits that they carry. And it's number one, they respond positively to all the challenges in life and the mistakes that they experience. Two, they always take personal initiative. And then three, they have great perseverance. Great perseverance. Perseverance is rooted in the word severe. You don't persevere through something unless it's severe. Unless it's difficult, unless it's tough. So obviously what you're going through and God doesn't want you to give up is severe. It's tough. It's difficult. It's distressful. It's damaging. It's dangerous. 
but he wants you to not give up. Listen, it was by perseverance that the snail made it to the ark. My God, and if the snail made it to the ark. Do you ever think about the two termites too? Think about the faith Noah had to have knowing that there were two termites on that boat. Just something to think of. Something my way my mind works sometimes. If that snail can make it on the ark, you can make it through whatever difficulty you are going through. I'm talking about your ultimate comeback. Your ultimate comeback. Don't give up and don't back down. Listen, whoever counted you out can't count. (laughs) Whoever counted you out cannot count. Matthew 24, 13, the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. If you can just endure affliction, as Paul said, As a good soldier, endure the hardships. You can make it through. You will outlast it. Don't give up. Don't quit. Listen, if you're down, look up because you will get up. It's a promise in God's word. Come on, somebody. And my last point. Don't that make you feel good? It's the last point. Don't turn out the lights. Faith. Don't lose your faith. Faith. This is your position. This is the this is the road that you take. I'm not taking a a failure road. I'm taking a faith road because faith will get me through my failures. Faith will see me through my difficulty. Steve Jobs, he said it like this in an interview one time. Sometimes life hits you on the head with a brick. And when it does, don't lose your faith. 1 John 5, 4. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. That word overcome means to conquer. It means the champion of a game's. And it means this. Listen, he says, if you overcome the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Our faith in the circumstance? No. Our faith in us? No. Our faith in God. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us, Paul said. I want to encourage you this morning. Do not lose your faith. You may be down for the count on the outside, But listen, get up on the inside. That's where faith begins. It's on the inside of you. Right now, I am sowing seeds of faith into your spirit, man, into your mind and into your heart. Yes, I am telling you, you're going to make it. Yes, I am saying your situation and your circumstance can turn around. You may have failed financially, but you can succeed financially. You may have failed morally, but you can succeed. God can turn any circumstance and any situation around in your life. Somebody's got to say the good news. Because you're not going to get it watching the news in the morning. Hello. Okay. Authentic faith does not deny obstacles, but rather declares that God is greater than the obstacles. 
And here's what I want you to, to realize. Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, and this is a simple scripture. You know it. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Everything is possible for one who has faith. 1 Timothy 18, I want you to see this passage of scripture. Paul's writing to Timothy. He's about to die. And so he's given Timothy some, some strong motivation, some strong inspiration. He said, this charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. You know what a good warfare is when you're winning? You may be bloody. You may be hurt. You may be injured. You may be broken. But if you're still in the fight, it's a good fight. Paul told told them, fight the good fight of faith. Faith is a fight. And you're in the midst of it. And he says this. Then in verse 19, he says, holding faith. And a good conscience. Holding faith. I want you to see that word, holding faith. Here, now the time period is this. It's 860 AD. Nero was blaming Christians for burning down Rome. The disciples were being killed. False teaching was being taught. There was a bunch of trouble going on in the church. Christians were being burned at the stake, crucified. I mean, by the thousands. You claimed you were Christian, you died. That was the time period. We don't have it too bad today. But Paul tells Timothy, Timothy, you got to have holding faith. Why didn't he just say you got to have faith? He adds the word holding. The word holding is a Greek word that is, is, is actually says kutechio, which means to hold on with a firm grip and not let go. Hold on with a firm grip and don't let go. Because Paul tells him if you let go of your faith, you're going to shipwreck your faith. You're going to crash and burn, Timothy. Hold on to your faith. Like I seen a t-shirt the other day that said, uh, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. (laughs) You may be in a battle and you're cussing a little, but hold on to your faith, somebody. Listen, Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast to the confession of our faith without wavering, our hope without wavering. He has promised to us faithful. Listen, if you and I give up too soon, you'll never know what you're missing. Never give up. Never stop believing. You got to persevere. You got to have courage. You got to hold on to your faith in God, even though you may The things all around you may not look good. Listen, hold on. Hold on. Some of you, it was hard to get to church here this morning. You're like, Lord, have mercy. I want to punch somebody in the throat. I don't want to go to church today. Right? But you persevered. You said, my God, my faith needs it. I promise you today. You may have been on a setback, but you're getting ready for your ultimate comeback. And I want to pray for you today. I want to 
encourage you today. And I just want to tell you that God can bring you through whatever you're going through. 